You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, which has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in 2020 and 2017. This week, I'm speaking to Rocco Fansale. I'm looking at something that we've spoken about before, Rocco, but the headline is in this article that was written by one of your colleagues and published on biznews.com. It says here, how to avoid risking your retirement savings. I'll read you the first paragraph just to give it context. It says here, how confident are you that when the time comes, you'll be able to shut your office door for the last time and step into a life of comfortable retirement? The reality is, and it's a brutal reality, that's my words, not hers, is that very few South Africans can say that with full confidence that their future is well taken care of. It's a difficult situation, isn't it? Because we've learnt late in life in South Africa, I think, Rocco. Yeah, Lindsay, well, I can tell you that COVID isn't the only epidemic in the country. I think retirement savings is a hot topic and it is a brutal reality. I think the other day someone told me it's somewhere around 6 or 7%. That's the number of people who can retire and maintain their lifestyle Mm. without other sources of income, whether it's family or friends or the government supporting them, for example. So it it is a huge issue in this country and hopefully it, it gets better with time. Um, but yeah, it, it's a huge issue and it's, it's something that isn't spoken about enough, that's for sure. No, it's not 6 7%. That's a really startling number. I thought it was a little bit higher than that, but that is tiny. So the majority of people that are in their 50s and 60s and 70s don't have enough money to live for the future. Yes, and for financial advisors, it's a very difficult discussion to have when, when you have clients who, who approach you for advice. Um, and they want to retire, and you—it's a difficult discussion. You—you you have to be honest with them and, and try to tell them that either they need to carry on working, or they have to simply just drastically reduce their quality of life, um, so they can continue to support themselves for the long run. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's—I think the problem is is that people don't start early enough. Um, your 20s, 30s, for example, 40s, it's not something you think much about. And then when, when the chicken comes to roost, a brutal reality that, that comes to play. Let's look at the first paragraph of the article that I referred to earlier on. It says here, know your exposure, which is why it's so important to understand what level of risk you're willing to accept and can afford to take at different life stages. I mean, you go through this business where you're in your 20s, you're quite risky when it comes to investments. You feel as though you're the king of the world and you can afford to take a few knocks here and there. How does it work when people get into their 50s and 60s, Rocco, in your experience? Yeah, so I think... The most important variable when it comes to determining your risk profile is time. Um, so obviously, like you mentioned, in your 20s and your 30s, it's, you, you've got what's called time and you've got a lot of it, or relatively you got a lot of it. Mm. Um, and you, you can ride out the wave if markets fluctuate or even if you take a, a knock somewhere in life. You, what you got is time and you can bounce back and obviously recover and possibly even thrive later on in life. The problem comes is when you, like you said, in your 50s to your 60s and that variable of time has obviously been drastically reduced and you simply cannot afford to take big risks or you can't afford to take a knock simply because 
you either don't have enough time to ride off the wave or you simply just don't have enough time to come back. But for someone who's got 30 to 40 years and, and if you're willing to ride off the wave, then you can't or you, you can call it risk. I, won't, I don't want to be quoted for saying it's not risky. But risky investments are a lot less risky if you have the time and the patience and obviously the right expertise to, to ride out the wave. I just want to give you, want you rather you to give me an example. Let's say that a couple walk into your office at Brentus Wealth and they say, okay, we're in our mid forties. Uh, we haven't been saving very much, but now we're earning a decent amount of money. Uh, we like to take risk on, but on the other hand, we need some sort of annuity income, uh, some sort of guaranteed income. I know this is a difficult one for you to do off the cuff, but you give us a rough idea of the sort of percentages that you would assign to risky assets, like for example, equities, what you would assign to money market products, what to cash, what to property, etc. I know it's a difficult one, Rocco, but I'm sure you're um, accomplished enough just to give me an idea of how that conversation would go. Yeah, well, of course, if, if the couple had to walk in, um, the first thing you need to try to determine is what their risk profiles are. And sometimes it can get tricky if, if, they, if their risk profiles clash, especially if they, they've got joint goals, joint saving goals, and are planning to live a retirement together. Um, so, yeah, generally it's a tough one to, to say straight off the bat, purely because there are a lot of variables that go into determining a risk profile. Age is obviously a very important one. Yeah. But other ones included is, you know, your personality and character profile, how comfortable you are with fluctuations in the market, your time, time horizon, your own individual objectives, your goals, ambitions, et cetera, et cetera, your, the strategies that would suit you. But generally speaking, as a rule of thumb, if, if you've got a couple who come in their mid-40s or early 50s and, and perhaps they haven't put a lot of thought into their retirement in the past, you generally don't want to go too risky. But at the same time, you, you do want to try to give them adequate growth to prepare for retirement if it's 15 or 20 years down the line because there's still a fair amount of time for them to prepare for retirement. So if, as a rule of thumb, you would generally look at a more balanced um, risk profile, I would say, where you've, you've got an adequate amount of exposure to uh, more risky asset classes, such as equity and property, for example, yeah. but then still have a fair amount of exposure to, to your more, how would I say, less risky asset classes, such as cash and bonds. Um, but generally with a balanced profile, I'd say you would have maybe around, let's say, 30 to, to 40% in high risk, such as equity, maybe a bit more, maybe around 40 to 50. And then of that, of the balance, I would say you predominantly invested in, in bonds, purely because they do give you better returns to cash. And then maybe a small amount of, let's say, 20 to, to 25% perhaps in cash. I wouldn't go all out on the defensive purely because they're in their mid-40s and, and they haven't started yet. You need to try to get yeah. as much exposure as you can um, to try to give them some adequate growth. That was a good off-the-cuff analysis. Thank you. I'm sorry I threw that at you, but uh, it's interesting because the other thing that I want to close this with, there's a common myth, I think it's a myth, that as you get older, 50s, 60s, even 70s and, and beyond, 
People say, well, you've got to be very defensive. You've got to go in these products because it gives you a guaranteed amount. But on the other hand, if you look at the performance of riskier assets like equities, they have outperformed the safer ones over a period. And so instead of actually denying yourself the risk aspect of your portfolios, you you should actually embrace it. Am I being fanciful here, Rocco? No, no. What you're saying is perfectly true. So if someone comes in and they're 45 years old, they aren't old. If you're planning to work till 65 or, I mean, I've got relatives who work post 70, but mm. if you work till 65, 70 and you're 45, you aren't old. You've got 20 years, 25 years to invest. That's a lot of time. A lot can happen in that amount of time. And if for you to purely go on the defensive, purely because you, you're under the illusion or the, the perspective that you are old, you're going to miss out on a lot of potential growth and opportunity. 20 years is a long time to have to have exposure to equity. It's a long time to invest to be invested in the stock market, and I would even say it's not as risky as it sounds. Um, if you let's just turn the tables. If you're 10 or 15 years older, if you're 60 and and you come to me and and you say I want to start now, yeah, and I want I've I've run out of time and and I want to I've I've seen the the equity markets they're doing well and I want to put all my money in equity markets, that that's when you say slow down, you know, relax. We 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 need to discuss this a bit further and try and manage your expectations. But yeah, I think 45, 50 you, in the bigger scheme of things, you've you've still got a lot of time. Um, and taking in other variables and other points to to consider, you, you you can have a bit more of a risk on more aggressive portfolio. But it is a very much a case to case basis. It's difficult to to say it's straight off the the cusp. Exactly, and it's also uh, not straight off the shelf. It's also bespoke. It's a tailor made thing, and that's what you're very good at at Brentos Wealth. The final um, paragraph says the following: The most important question to ask yourself is whether you will be as happy to see a decline of twenty to thirty percent in your investment value as you would to see twenty to thirty percent growth in your investment value. Investors must be prepared for the volatility of the markets and stay calm through turbulent times. A steadier considered path, you go on to say, will see them secure their retirement rather than betting their future on get-rich-quick scams. It's been a very interesting job for you, Rocco. You get some some kids in their 20s coming to see you, and then um, a couple of days later, some people in their late 50s. It must be very interesting, and it must be quite satisfying to put together a tailor-made solution for each of those different people. Yeah, Lindsay, the... What, what I've personally noticed is is when you've got huge fluctuations in the market or, or great volatility, I think, and it's natural, um, I mean, I wouldn't blame you, but I think the the two human, human emotions that get triggered in times of great volatility, I would say, and for the, maybe for the average guy, not for everyone, but for a lot of people, the two human emotions that come up are fear mm. and greed. Yes. Um, and I think as, as times like those, when, when the market's highly volatile and one of those emotions are triggered, whether it's fear or greed, I would say stick with your investment strategy. Stick with what your advisor has, has put together for you, provided that it is in line with your risk profile and it is good advice. But the last thing you want when, when markets are turbulent and it's short-term volatility, perhaps, to make a decision purely based on fear or purely based on greed. 
Um, I think maybe not always, but a lot of the times you may come off second best. So yeah, it's important to to stay calm in those times and to not let either of those emotions make you have a knee-jerk reaction and make a short-term decision um, in the bigger scheme of things. Rocco, thanks very much for your insight. That's Rocco Fansell from Brenthurst Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.